Are you an entrepreneur looking to have your business grow with a little help from the internet? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Harness the Web with your host, Steve Peck. Hi, we're here today with Lance Knob, Dr. Lance Knob, uh, and we're gonna, he's going to give us some suggestions on what to do uh, for working at home. Uh, Dr. Knob is a, a physical therapist, and I'm going to let him tell you more about him. So everyone right now, we're in the middle of you know, the coronavirus outbreak, and everyone is working from home, including the students and children. So I was just telling Steve in our pre-interview conversation that as a physical therapist, we're considered essential and I was actually treating this week, and we're on day nine right now of homeschool. So we're really seeing. Is that an true? Yes. Is it really? Has it really been nine days? Yes. Wow. Tomorrow is Friday, which will be two school weeks slash work weeks of children and parents trying to work at home with children. So it's been <laughs> interesting. And I know you have an eight-year-old that you're also helping to uh, continue their education and be productive at the same time. So it's, it's fun. <laughs> he was excited today when he heard I was doing a podcast this morning. Oh, very cool. Oh, it means oh, I don't have to do any schoolwork. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Well, I was able to manage language arts, social studies, and math uh, before this podcast, so I'm feeling productive that my, my eight-year-old Sierra has gotten a few things done. That's cool. <laughs> so with posture, yeah, now more than ever because, you know, we're all on technology even more right now with our, our devices, and, you know, even when we do have commutes, that's another situation where people are in these what we call flex postures in the physical therapy world where we're kind of, it's easy to be bent forward. So with good posture, you know, many of you probably heard of tech neck. We really want to maintain the normal curves of our spine. So if you look from the side, you want to curve in your neck, the opposite curve in your mid back and the same curve as your neck in your low back. So it should be a series of curves. When you become like a C, that's when you know you're in the wrong position, okay? And that really puts additional stress on all the structures, your discs, which are between the bones called the vertebrae, and your joints have less space for the nerves. And even just yesterday, right now, it's a real test to see who really has the most significant problems because right now, people coming out for physical therapy, they're in a lot of pain if they're willing to come out during the coronavirus, and 80-plus percent were spine problems right now, which was interesting to me, especially because so much of this is in our control. So I'm glad we're talking about this. So, so how, like, I recognize when I'm doing it. Yeah. Uh, like, if I'm driving, I definitely notice, oh, I'm, like, hunched over. And I'm sure I do it at my desk. You know, I just, I'm leaning forward. I'm leaning to the computer. I'm leaning sure. to what I'm writing on. How do you mentally think about that? To, so I'd like to teach everyone a, my favorite posture correction exercise, which actually becomes habit changing. So if you think about your shoulder blades, and we just talked about what good posture should look like, so it's those normal curves. And when you actually go up tall like that, and you can think about a string from your sternum bone, if that's pulling you upright, 
it naturally, you can probably hear abdominals sort of kicking in and engaging when you do that. And what I like to teach people is every waking hour, and it's very simple, it only takes about 10 seconds, and you can even do it when you're you know, driving, you can do it almost anytime, anywhere, safely. So if you think about your shoulder blades, which are your wing bones and your back, okay, so if you imagine going, go ahead and shrugging, taking those up to your ears, okay, and then you're simply going backwards, so pinching them together in the back, and now you're going to try to pull them down towards your feet, okay, and if you do this 10 times every waking hour, and when you're done, you try to keep your shoulder blades down and back, your slow twitch muscle fibers will start to get in shape because we're all, it's very easy as Steve, you know, as you just said, to roll forward, be over our technology, get tech neck and so on. So we have to actually, first of all, put ourselves in good position and then make those muscles work over long periods of time because those muscles are mostly endurance muscles, slow twitch fibers. So it's different than doing an exercise you might think of like a, you know, a row or a push up or a bench press. Yeah. The muscles are contracting in a short period of time, and that makes them in shape. These muscles need to do specific work for them. We call it specificity of training, so it's longer periods of time. And then we're all going to lose, lose it over the hour, but definitely if you do that every waking hour, pretty soon those muscles will get in better shape, and you'll correct yourself. So let's go through time. that again. Okay. So we're sitting here. I'm sitting here at my desk. So very simple, yeah. So get at your desk or wherever you are, sitting or standing. Make yourself tall. Get those three curves. Really pull your chest bone, your sternum bone up to the ceiling. You'll feel your abdominals naturally engage when you do that. Now I'd like you to go ahead and lift your shoulder blades up towards your ears. And then take your shoulder blades and pinch them backwards behind you. And now take your shoulder blades and take them straight down to the floor. And a little bit of background on this, the upper muscles are the ones we overwork. The only reason we're actually using them is to give them a contraction, a maximal contraction, because once muscles work, they like to relax physiologically. And then the backwards and down muscles are underused muscles, so we're trying to retrain them. So we're going straight back and down, and we're trying to maintain the back and down, probably about 80%. You know, if, when you first do one repetition or 10 repetitions, you're really going to be extreme with your chest out, and that may not be normal or look normal, but if you keep 80% of that, you will be spot on. Did that feel, how did that feel to you, Steve? Um, good, except I kind of, like going down, yeah. like I got back, fine. Okay, I can, I down can is more difficult. So the down are muscles that you really have to connect your brain to, and you probably don't use. So the up is going to be easy, they overwork, the back will be reasonable, and then pulling it down towards your feet is going to take some practice. So that, should that get better? Like if I did this all day? Yes. By the end of the day, would, I be, would it make it easier to go down? It, it will. Would I get better at that? You will get better, and you also get better at maintaining it. So that's your assignment for today. Sweet. It sounds like this is my assignment for every day. Yes, that is true. <laughs> and you're not the only one. And – you know, it's funny, this morning doing my, um, you know, homework with my eight-year-old, we were talking about posture with her, you know, as a physical therapist, you know, I can't help myself and she knows it. <laughs> and, um, you know, one of the things I want to share with the audience today is, you know, I recently wrote a book, which I'm excited to share and I'm going to, you know, have a really special um, offer that I'd like to share with your audience. But... Part of the book is on posture, and long story short, even when she was seven, she said to me, 
and this is in the book, she's like, Daddy, when I'm in school, you know, my hands and feet are, are getting tingly and numb, and numb sometimes. And, you know, and I asked her more about it, couldn't quite figure it out. But then, you know, a few weeks later, we were waiting for my son at an activity. And she said, Daddy, it's happening again. And I just looked at her, and she was in the chair beside me, like curled up like a seat in a ball. And even a, my point is, even a seven-year-old, supple, young, healthy, perfect anatomy body was having you know, nerve symptoms because she was making a lot less space for her nerves and all her important structures. So it can happen quickly. It can happen to anyone of any That's age. cool. So it, can you do it sitting down or standing up? Correct. That exercise, yes. And your feet can be on the floor or not? Yes. Okay. Sweet. That's awesome. Yeah. What a gift. Oh, well, thank you. I'm glad <laughs> you enjoyed it. Yeah, I hope people try it and people can reach out to me if they have any questions on it. I'm definitely going to try this because um, this is a couple years ago. I had a doctor. I was doing my annual physical, and the doctor just uh, casually mentioned that, oh, I was losing muscle tone in my shoulders, you know, which I'm going to guess has, it's related to what you're talking about. Did the doctor think that it was from your neck, or did they think it was a shoulder problem, or they it weren't was, quite sure? It, it, was, it, was, it wasn't like he was worried about it. He just said, oh, it looks like you're losing a little muscle tone. And, oh, okay. And that was it. Well, you know, the beauty of that with, with my background as a physical therapist and personal trainer is, you know, with age, naturally, we do, our body declines. We lose muscle, and most of the you know of our body actually declines however the good news is we can actually offset that with exercise and the perfect recipe for exercise it should include some strength training some flexibility some cardiovascular some balance and proprioception previously they recommended that for people over 65 but now they're recommending all ages so um, we'll talk about that as well Steve we we'll have to make sure you have a balanced exercise program yeah that's cool definitely <laughs> um, it's funny because uh, I noticed with my grandson, who's eight, uh, he's doing basketball this winter, and they did a ba- they did a balancing when they're warming up. They actually did a balancing thing where they stood on one foot, and then they stood on the other foot and tried not to fall over. You know, and he, he a lot of kids couldn't do it well. Okay, which I don't know. He he was able to, but he also does some other things. He like dances and does some things like that, that maybe gives him more balance. But I was surprised at how many kids couldn't do it. Yes, no, definitely. I mean, kids at that age are really having a lot of brain and body development, and it just goes to show so many things at all ages. That's why the recommendation changed from sixty even to all ages for balance training or what we call proprioception. Yeah. Um, everyone can benefit for, for partly for different reasons. I mean, they're really developing, but you know, people in their 60s, 70s, you know, we, we, our balance declines. However, balance improves more quickly than strength. So that's beautiful and we can improve it quickly. And that's awesome. So it sounds like really we should all be really more cognizant of our overall health, not so much not the exclusion of like working out and we, we think of like going to the gym and doing those things, but just some pretty simple things to take care of our bodies. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. And you're really onto something key that the state of the art in fitness is actually 
what we call functional training. It doesn't really require you know, what you think of as really intricate, maybe fancy equipment that you may have seen in the past, you know, where you're pushing with the, the weights moving up and down. It's actually more, if you're familiar with something, um, you know, body weight. So just doing, mm -hmm. you know, crossing your arms and doing a body weight squat, for example, or, or doing that balance test, which is also the exercise push-ups. So the reason those exercises are better, you're, you're, you're working more muscle groups, which is going to be more specific to real life. If you have to pick something off the floor or push something, pull something, you're getting balance benefits, as we just spoke about. You're burning more calories, which you know, most people are looking to do. Uh, you're getting bone density benefits. So you're, really, you're going to be more likely to get cardiovascular aerobic you know, to improve your cardiovascular system and your heart. So it's a lot better than just sitting on a machine and working one muscle group in isolation. And that one muscle group you know, may look better, right? But we don't want to be all show and no go anyway. So bands, balls, body weight are really the state of the art in fitness. And I guess that ties into right now during you know, the coronavirus because another gift that my company is doing is trying to really help keep people healthy uh, you know, while they're sort of trapped yeah. at home. Sure, yeah. So, while like I just was like I haven't been outside. I don't know. I put the garbage out, so I was outside. But other than that, I haven't been outside in a couple of days. Right. You it's, know. It, luckily, it's springtime. But yeah, very. It, it'd be very. It's very easy to put together a good exercise program with very minimal equipment. Sweet. Now, you, are we going to learn how to do that? Is it in your book? Um, some of that is definitely in the book and, you know, breakthrough physical therapy and fitness, we are weekly and daily sharing like sample workouts. So that's probably easier to actually see in person and just follow. And, the video. and how do we follow you to find that out? Yeah. So, uh, breakthroughphysicaltherapy.com is our website and our socials are all connected right to the website. Okay, cool. So we'll come back to that, but that's, that's cool. So how did you get into being a physical therapist? Great question. I guess I knew that I wanted to do healthcare, and I didn't really know about all the options, so I started out as a pharmacy student. And I guess what I didn't fully appreciate was that I really disliked chemistry. <laughs> so it wasn't a perfect fit. Me, me too. <laughs> it was not a perfect fit. So I was, you know, I was at Rutgers and I was in the pharmacy program and then I was like undeclared in science and maybe pre-med and luckily a friend of mine said they were volunteering at Robert Wood Johnson and they, in the physical therapy department and I was like, oh, what's that? And I went and checked it out and I fell in love immediately and, um, you know, pursued that track and um, my wife and I started our own physical therapy business in 2004. So it's been 16 years and it's been an incredible experience. We love the profession and it's such a, you know, a, a noble profession and giving and helping people have their health. And uniquely, we combined it with fitness as we've been talking about. So, you know, not many places really under the same umbrella bring physical therapy and fitness together. So that's one of our unique differentiating factors. and you know, just a little bit more about me. So I've, over the 16 years, really fallen in love with coaching and developing people. And 
you know, we have a really incredible team and I've been able to work with our leaders and our best people and they are, you know, wearing all the leadership hats in our company. So they've been running the company. So since 2018, I've been able to explore my, um, you know, additional passion of helping other, you know, leaders and entrepreneurs to stay healthy while they're growing an organization, kind of, you know, connecting the dots with my background as a, you know, physical therapist and a personal trainer. And my book is on exactly that. So I want to really share my message and all the mistakes and the painful experiences that I had during my, you know, 14 years of being the operator and 16 years non business with other entrepreneurs. So hopefully they can, so, you know, get through their. Yeah, so what uh, was one of your, one of the, those painful things? Wow. There's Did you mind a, sharing a, one? Of course not. Um, so many. Um, Let's see where to begin. I mean, I guess, you know, right now it seems relevant. You know, the the disaster relief program just went through at 2 a.m. this morning. So, you know, many small businesses are completely shut down right now. And, you know, fortunately, breakthrough is considered essential. So we are able to operate in some capacity. Um, so I have some experience with cash flow management from just, times in our business. So I'll share, you know, a time earlier when every part of our business machine was operating well. However, you know, it only takes one part to break for any small business to be in trouble. And for us, it was the accounts receivable department. So that broke. And even though we were growing nicely with our visits and, you know, new patients were coming in, all those things were happening. We just weren't collecting money. And that is extremely stressful. You know, the business depleted its savings and our personal, you know, savings were depleted. And, you know, it's incredibly stressful, similar to now. Like small businesses are going to have to rely on some other resources. So, you know, you have to really go day by day when things are hard. And you also have to, you know, we had to have hard conversations with landlords and other people, just really decrease their costs. And, slowly try to get to the root cause of the problems with our accounts receivable and collect old money that hadn't been paid and make sure that the visits today, we were doing all the proper things so that we could finally yeah. sort of get some traction and go forward. That sounds like a, a kind of a common problem that businesses have. Um, at that point in time, were you set up to know that it was your accounts receivable? Like it sounds like an easy problem. Yes, and it's very common, especially in healthcare where you have insurance companies paying the bills. So there's, it's not like I sell an apple and I get paid for an apple today. So there's a lag time. So even in best case scenario, there's you know approximately a thirty day, you know days until you receive your payment. So we did pretty quickly know that it was accounts receivable. The problem is now this pipeline was empty because, you know, human, you know, humans weren't doing the right thing. It definitely wasn't anybody's fault besides our own and not managing it well. But, you know, personally, I, I rolled up my sleeves and I had to learn accounts receivable. But it was also, it's very common in medical as well because, you know, physical therapists, physicians, they tend to be great physical therapists or physicians and, and therefore aren't really experts on the business side and just don't have enough processes and systems and controls in place for, for that part of the business. That's probably true of most people who aren't 
if their business isn't business. Yes. You know, whether you're an artist, whatever it is you are, it seems that business, the business functions are kind of mundane to, to you and you don't really pay attention to them or you don't become good at them. That's true. And I know your audience has a business background, but the first book I'd like to recommend to anyone considering business or management or in business is Michael Gerber's book, The E-Myth, Revisited. And you're probably aware that he describes work as technician work, work in the business, and mm-hmm. versus work on the business. So work on the business is management and entrepreneurial work, and work in the business is your technician work, which would be physical therapy for me or you know, medical for a physician or law work for an attorney yeah. and so on. That's cool. So, so yeah, but um, – where did you go to school? Rutgers. I, went, I did. I did my undergraduate at Rutgers. I did my doctorate in physical therapy at UMDNJ in Newark, which is now part of Rutgers. And I was fortunate enough to study physical therapy in Aberdeen, Scotland, in the United Kingdom, and had an incredible experience. It was actually a program that was credited by the American Physical Therapy Association, and living and studying abroad was something I always wanted to do. So that was incredible. That's actually where I, I met my wife. She was in the class behind me. Uh, and I, you know, had the benefit of meeting people from all over the, the country, and yeah. of course, it's amazing. Everyone in the world, they have the same bodies. Yes, that's true. <laughs> it's, it's really, what do we have in common? Well, we have the same body. That that's true. There's a, a lot of uh, dissimilarities, but that is exactly the same. Yeah, that's cool. So. Um, what else would you like to talk about today? What what kind of message do you want to leave people with? Um, anything else that you think is important for them, like in this time, like really to be doing anything like that? Yes, definitely a couple messages I'd really like to share with people. I mean, from spending 18 months on my book, which is three sections, really personal development and then best business practice. And lastly, actionable health information. Some couple key takeaways I'd really like to share with everyone. And you know, I'll go ahead and just let everyone know right now that I would like to, in these times, entrepreneurs are struggling. And the book is basically built as a process to help entrepreneurs get through times of extreme stress. So it's exactly what we're having now. So as a gift, I want to give you know, your entire audience the book, an electronic copy of the book, completely complimentary. And I've also got a workbook, electronic, that's also completely complimentary. And I'll be happy to be a resource. They can join uh, my private Facebook uh, group that goes along with that. So one of the messages that I'd like to share from you know, spending so much time putting that together is that you know, the research has showed up until recently that about 75% of our quality of life and lifespan was from things in our control. The newest research is actually showing that it's probably even more than 90%. So our lifestyle essentially can impact our life you know, 90 plus percent of it. So we can't blame anyone else. We can't blame our genetics. Uh, It's up to us. And that's really fantastic news. So just as we've been speaking about, you know, exercise, sleep, nutrition, mental health, uh, posture and ergonomics are the, you know, the the way I've divided up my my last section, the actual health Uh section. But that's, you know, largely in our control. So that's very important. And I'd like everyone 
to know that. Um, and I guess the other big takeaway that I'd like people to, um, to do and think about, especially entrepreneurs and especially in these times, you know, I hear, you know, now that I've been working and coaching entrepreneurs for a couple of years, you know, I, I really recognize the pattern that small business owners and, and entrepreneurs want to, they're very action oriented, which is good. And I'd like them to balance that with being strategic. So, you know, it's almost like Stephen Covey says, it, you're, you're, every step you're taking, if your ladder's on the wrong building, you're going away <laughs> from your goal. Okay, yeah, yeah. you're running the wrong direction. So, you know, many uh, very smart entrepreneurs recommend just taking action, but I think you have to add to that. And it's got to be just take strategic action. So I advocate for business owners to do a fast cut of a, of a business plan to have some strategic work. And I've realized that 90 plus percent of business owners don't have a business plan in place. And I've actually helped create a solution for that where in two hours you do a really um, the most essential points of a business plan. And then just in day-to-day living, I would recommend that people, before they jump into their emails and their social media and you know, other people's you know, needs for them, that they actually slow down and whatever their morning routine is going to be. But for me, it includes journaling. And part of my journaling process is to, you know, do my gratitudes and do prayers and affirmations and so on. But I also list my big boulders and I just kind of decompress, put it all on paper, and then I reorganize it so that I am going to absolutely make progress in my top two or three priorities or what I like to call big boulders for the day. And then all the other work, you know, I'll fit in on breaks and, you know, connecting this with what we spoke about, about posture you know, there's something called the Pomodoro Technique, which recommends like 25-minute blocks. But you yeah. can modify that. Personally, I do a 50-minute blocks, and that works out perfectly because then every 50 minutes, I'm going to get up and move my body so that I don't have these posture-related injuries and problems we've spoken about. So the point on this is really just to be strategic. Try to be strategic with your business right now to survive in really unprecedented times and even on a daily basis combine a little bit of strategy with action so that you make sure you're getting the right things done. Cool. That's very cool. And so let me ask a different, I'm going to ask a question. It's going to take us back a little bit, right? Okay. So someone who's starting out who hasn't been doing any of these things, right? Doing nothing. And they want to get going. They obviously can't jump to the end right away. Correct. How does someone start? How does someone begin? So what I recommend, this is fantastic, I'm glad you asked this, is I'm a big believer in step-by-step processes and, and things have to be done in a certain order. Timing is very important. So I'd recommend taking advantage of my book because I think you have to look at yourself first and you have to define and decide what your core purpose is, what your mission is. That's the first chapter and first step in the process. And the whole first section are several personal development exercises. So you really have to do that first because you can't build a business that's going to support you and then build a life that's going to support you unless you've really been introspective and done some deep thinking. So I recommend that first. And 
you know, I was very, I really was um, meticulous about the order of putting together my process so that it could help somebody who is overwhelmed, really. This is meant to be the solution for people who are overwhelmed, overstressed. That's cool. That's very cool. Um, we, I think our time is just about up. Okay. So what, um, like you, had, you said you had your book you wanted to share. Yes. So what were those? How do people get a hold of you, one? And two, um, the things that you wanted to share, what are the links to get those? Um, like that. So people can reach me at Dr. Lance Knob at Denali Consulting Team. And Denali like the mountain. Correct. Yes. And people can reach me at Dr. Lance Knob at DenaliConsultingTeam.com. Okay. Cool. Uh, excuse me. So the link, I have a specific link for the free book. It'll actually be DenaliConsultingTeam.com slash HTW for Harness the Web. Cool. That's very cool. Thanks. That's a very generous gift. Thank you. I really hope that people take advantage of it. I, you know, I know people need some guidance and almost like a Sherpa. And if you go to the 4% Breakthrough private Facebook group, I will bring you in and you can have me as your guide to help walk you through the book. And also, you know, we're building a community of people who want to be better personally and want to make their business better and want to make their lives better. So it's more than just the book. And it's been fun kind of, you know, being a resource for one another, especially during such a, a difficult time right now. Yeah. So it's a very generous thing. It's, it's really, I mean, I know just for myself, it's very generous what you're offering. Well, thank you. Right. Um, to help basically to help people get out of wherever they are. Yes. I mean, it's designed for entrepreneurs, but it is absolutely helpful for, you know, anyone really. And going back to your previous question about sort of where to get started, even on the health section, the third section, the first chapter in that is about mental health. So regarding health, I do believe that, you know, after you've done some personal development, you've done some basic best business practice, when we start to talk about your health, you have to... Um, you know, just sort of like Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich, it all starts with your mind. There's so much research behind that, and, you know, we can talk about it more at another time. People can reach out to me directly, check out the book, yeah. all those things. I'm available. So great. Thanks so much for spending a couple, or an hour this, with us this morning. And um, it, was, it was really great to have you as part of Harness the Web now. And uh, we look forward to staying in touch with you in the future. Steve, can I just say one thing? I, sure. I really appreciate what you're doing right now with this, you know, with your web, with your podcast and your focus because one thing we didn't get to talk about now more than ever with the internet, um, you know, I had a patient yesterday who's in IT and they said that the internet is passing the test. No one knew now that all schools and all businesses have moved online whether it would hold up. And it is. It's working. You know, you and I earlier this week, you know, had a little bit of technical difficulties and, you know, the internet may be slow at times, but it's, it's holding up and it's working. And really, you know, what you're doing, helping entrepreneurs and leaders use the internet and technology, it's a whole new world with businesses. And it's really essentially what I've done with Denali, with my new company. I'm trying to create a, a business now that's not brick and mortar and that can help more people. And I can 
you know, help them from anywhere in the world. And so many people do want to have lifestyle freedom and uh, geographic freedom and, of course, financial freedom. So, you know, using the Internet um, is an important part of that and really probably the only way to accomplish that by using, you know, the web and today's technology. So thank you for sharing this with everyone and your podcast and delivering some really great information. Yeah, thanks so much. Uh, we, like for me, one of the things with the Internet is that it opens up the world to people. And whether that whether you're seven or eight and it opens up, how do you go to school? And hopefully like the education system, uh, which sometimes falls behind a little bit, um, takes advantage of this and really moves forward with what they're doing. Um, I mean, everyone takes advantage. Like all the areas that were falling behind in terms of using the Internet, hopefully they see that there's advantages to them um, and going forward. You know, everything from, hey, you can order your meal on, on your phone before you show up at the restaurant. Um, it's amazing what you can do today. So, Absolutely. Yeah, thanks totally so much. New, totally new world. Yeah, my pleasure. And um, yeah, we'll definitely keep in touch and talk soon. Looking forward to talking to you when we're beyond this current in our situation. Yeah, thank you so much. Absolutely. Okay, take care, Steve. Thanks. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Harness the Web with your host, Steve Peck. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit HarnessTheWeb.net. We'll see you next time.